praise God, of knowing that you're loved, even as it is meet for me to think of this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in, in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. That ye may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Jesus Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. Tonight, the joy of knowing, praise God, that we are unconditionally loved by God. Amen? And the story of the preacher who had a, taken a little boy in, and the little boy had been neglected and treated really bad, and so they took him into the home and they bought him all kinds of presents and uh, they played several hours with him until he was tired. And then uh, he climbed into the uh, pastor's uh, lap and uh, he asked the little boy, what was the best gift or the best thing that uh, you uh, liked or received? And the little boy put his arms around the pastor and said, you know, uh, I like you the best because you love me. Mm. Amen. Isn't it wonderful to know that you're loved? <laughs> and to miss out on that is to miss out on the true essence of life. There is a book by Smiley Blanton entitled Love or Perish. He said there is only two options in life, and that is to love or to perish. We give love or we receive love or we perish. He tells of going uh, young children without parents who were institutionalized and who perished because they had no one to love them. Leo Descaballo <laughs> taught a student and he told of this, this student how beautiful, brilliant, and how capable she was. He admired her because of her you know, how much she did and how much she studied and everything. And, and so he thought that the next Monday, praise God, when they was going to have uh, lectures again and classes again, he says, I'm going to tell her how much I admire her and her life. And Monday came and um, she wasn't there. She wasn't there all week. And finally, he asked somebody where she was at. Over the weekend, she had committed suicide because she said no one loved her. And so he was just a little bit late in telling her, you know, Carl Minninger, the great psychiatrist, says love is the key to all happiness. Does God really love us and accept our love the way we give love to him? 
God is love, the Bible says. And Paul's prayer was that we might, you know, in the love, praise God, might abound more and more, praise God, in the love of God. That it might be fuller and wider and deeper and, and greater. It is important to know that we are loved. It is important this evening that you know that God loves you. And as you know that, you know that you are valuable, you are important. And when you know God loves you, it is all right to love others, you know? And, uh, but all, most of all, is to know that is to love yourself so that you can love others. You know, we are not talking about selfishness. In fact, when, when you know God loves you and you love yourself, praise God, then you do not have to pull everything to yourself and be, you don't have to feel that you're, you need all the attention or how important you are. You do not have to prove that you are, you know, valuable or, or important. When God, amen, when you know God loves you, and you love yourself, then you are free to express that love to others because you don't need all that reassurance because you know God loves you and you, and you love yourself, praise God. So you're able to give it to someone else. You're able to share your love with another person or other people, praise God. And God does love you. Jeremiah said, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, 31.3, says, I have loved you with an ever lasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. And then Isaiah 49, 14, can a mother forget the baby of her breast and have no compassion on the child that she has born? Thou, though she may forget, I will, though she might forget, I will never forget you. I have, praise God, engraved you in the palm of my hands. Wow. It is there where we will, amen, we never for, be forgot. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. <laughs> praise God. And, and, and plans, uh, praise God, of a hope and plans of a future. Amen. And uh, not to harm you, he told us. God says the fire of his love never goes out. <clears throat> because he, he loves you, God first loves us. You know, he commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us here in his love. Not that we first love God, amen, praise God, John 4.10, but it says, you know, he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He loves us, so in return, then we love him. Praise God because of what he's done for us. And we will never love ourselves until we know God loves us. When we know God loves us, then we know that we are valuable. Praise God. Then we can love ourselves. And then because we are people of value and we value ourselves, we are able to love other people. Then I, you know, I've got something to give to someone else because I can love that other person because, amen, God loves me, I love God, and amen, and I love myself, praise God, because of God's love. And then we can experience love when we give love to someone else, but it also starts with knowing, amen, that God loves me. 
the chorus, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Praise God. It all starts, praise God, there. What is our problem? Why do we uh, not, why do we know that? One of the problems is that we have a false image of God. And that messes us up sometimes, our love for him. When we have a false image of who he is and what he is, then it is hard for us to love him because, amen, the way we view him is, amen, that he is out there to get us. You know, uh, we have that feeling that if I don't measure up, he is going to uh, be looking for me. I'm going to get him, you know, or her. Some say I know that he did love me, and I know that he will love me, but right now, praise God, he couldn't love me. The things that I do, the things that I've done, the things that I've said, so he does love me, praise God. Some people see, first of all, God as a legal God. Amen. He has the book of rules. And, when, and listen, message you've been hearing lately, you have to make sure, amen, that our salvation is of grace, not of works. That's all I'm going to say. Okay? He has the book of rules and, this, and these laws, and if you break one of them, he's going to get you. And then you're going to get an E on your report. God's not doing that. God's whole quest for creation was to reach out and to save men and to lift them up. He is the glory and the lifter of our heads. Some see God as a gotcha God. He is going to get around with a, a raincoat on, a magnifying glass in his hand like a Sherlock Holmes, and he is looking. He's got you under the microscope and magnifying glass, trying to find something wrong with you. And when he finds something wrong with you, now you're going to have to pay. You know, that's not the way God is. God yearns for you. Just like Paul in the bowels, his bowels, he yearned to be, to love them and to be with them, you know. You know, God yearns for you. That, that's why he sent his son for you. Amen. Some see God as a big philosophical God. You know, he's too big to care about me. Hmm. He's got no time for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a peon. I'm, not, I'm too small. No, God is as close as the mention of your name. He's as close as your breath. Amen. He's there. Then others see God with a Pharaoh concept. Pharaoh told the, them to do this and that, and, and, uh, and now I, I will, you know, I'm going to up the ante. Remember that with Moses, you know, he first went before Pharaoh, he upped the ante. Now you have to go and do more, and they, and they did that, and they got to do more. God was never pleased, amen. So he was never satisfied. Some People live trying to please God, trying to get him, you know, trying to get out from uh, under the cloud, always condemned, always feeling that condemnation. Look at Romans 8. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What does God think about you? 
And what, what should you think about yourself? Amen? We see that. There's no condemnation. Amen? To those who are in Christ Jesus. He said, I am in Christ. I am not condemned. I, you know, I sinned, but I've been forgiven because he forgave me. I am loved. <laughs> Amen? There is a song that the Gaithers sing, I am loved. Amen? We know that. And so uh, this is what he is saying. John 3.16, you know, you know it. Amen? God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Amen? God, amen, but, but uh, the next verse is, God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but through him they might be saved. So he came to save us, amen, so that we would not have to live under condemnation. And we can know and, amen, and live uh, and experience the love of God. He came, you know, praise God, uh, he didn't come to condemn us or beat our heads. He came for one person to save, to save, to save, to pull, to draw us to himself. This is the cruise concept of God. Then where in the world did we get the crazy ideas that sometimes we get that we can never please God? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're not Jesus. We're never going to be perfect. Praise God. We live in obedience. We live for Jesus. Amen. But the thing of it is, is that, you know, we're saved by grace and through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I can, you know, it's all of grace that I'm saved. I can never please God. I can never do enough to please God. Amen. My salvation is not of works, lest any man should boast. He has given me the gift of salvation. Praise God. And I'm saved. Amen. And I'm not under the condition. Praise God. First, you know, we have gotten it from our, sometimes a parental image. Maybe our parents, praise God, were, you know, in a case where we never could do enough for our parents. We never could please them. Sometimes... Parents make it hard on kids. Parents, you know, are, you know, are, you know, uh, sometimes are standing for God. You know, before they come to a certain age, praise God, and, uh, and they can understand God's love for themselves. And sometimes we do not show the love. People are sometimes are 60, 70 years old, praise God, remember their parents saying, you're never going to amount to anything, you know, why can't you be like the Joneses boy? They are always putting the person down. Please do not ever punish a child because they do not measure up to something you want. Amen. Now, <laughs> I'm not saying that you don't punish them for wrongdoing. But if they don't measure up, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that... I'm saying that do not make your love contingent upon performance. Amen. God loves us not because of performance. We fall short. Amen. We're saved by grace through love. Amen. And so it's not contingent upon our performance. Love them anyhow. Love them unconditionally because that's the way God loves loves you and I. 
He loves us unconditionally. Did uh, God, does, does God love you tonight because you did uh, some spiritual uh, repetitions? Does God love you because you did some spiritual calisthenics? Because you prayed a certain amount or read the Bible a certain amount or did a certain amount? God loves you unconditionally. Praise God. No, it doesn't mean that God in his grace and his spirit and his help and everything helps us and we strive to, to you know, be a better person. That's what we're striving for. We're, you know, we are reaching out towards, amen, to be like Jesus. We're, we're, we're pursuing him. You know, we're pressing towards the mark of the, Christ, uh, of the calling in Christ, high calling in Christ Jesus. We're pressing towards being like Jesus. Amen. But at the same time, God loves us unconditionally. Some do not feel that they can please God because of their own personal sin. They never feel that they are forgiven. And they go through life saying, praise God, I'm done. I'm bad. I never should have done that. They go along feeling that they are unworthy. Listen to me. If God says <laughs> he forgives Amen. And he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Amen. And God is forgiving you. Then forget it. Isn't that what Paul said? Forgetting those things that are behind, reaching towards those things that are before us, you know. So then forget it. You, you can believe it, praise God. Forget it and you do not fret over it anymore. 70% of people in mental hospitals could, praise God, amen, get out if they knew that they were all right. And they were forgiven. And that God loves them. Some people do not think God can love them because of their peer talk. Friends condemn them. <laughs> praise God. We've got to make sure we don't listen to people. We listen to God, amen, and to God's word. Listen, there is nobody on this earth that knows enough about your background, your thoughts, or your inner life to judge you. Nobody, amen, then depend upon what God says about you. Amen. God looks at the heart. God knows the heart. God knows you, praise God. Amen. And sometimes people, praise God, will condemn you or condemn other people, praise God, and they really don't know them. But God knows you, and God loves you. Some people do not think God can love them because of the devil. <laughs> the devil comes around and says, well, 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 you did it again. <laughs> you really blew it this time. How many times does that make <coughs> that you've made a mistake? 30, 40? <laughs> Look, amen. God's not going to keep, he's going to say, forgiving you. <laughs> Let's face it. You're a loser, the devil says. That's what the devil wants you to think. Let me tell you something. God will keep on forgiving. 
God does love you, and you are a winner because God says so. <laughs> so there. Amen? <laughs> the devil goes around saying, you will never make it. You'll never make it. You're, you're a failure. Listen, I give you permission to tell him to go to Hades. <laughs> Praise God. I don't like to use that other word. Yes, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. Praise God. What is God really like? Well, let me tell you three words. God is love. That's what God's like. When we were singing that song tonight, praise God, I was trying to think about, about God and everything. I was thinking, he's holy, he's good, he's love, he's kind, he's peace, you know? So God is love. He can't be anything but that. He can't help loving you. Praise God. You know, by, he proved it by sending his son to die on the cross of Calvary, and God has tough love. Amen. Hallelujah. That means totally accepted. His love. But I have sinned. Jesus died on the cross for me. Amen. And they were all future then. And he loved you then and he knew of you when you would grow up, he knew of your nature, he knew of your parents, your circumstances, of your background, your pressures, amen, that you felt. He knows everything about you. Nobody else knows those things about you, but he does. <laughs> amen. Because he knows thoughts that you have and feelings that sometimes it's just isolated in your life, and, and nobody else knows, you know. And so he totally accepts your past, your present, and your future. Amen. Through his love, through Calvary. Love is unconditional. Man, I don't have to work to have him love me. I don't have to do something for him to love me. He already loves me. You know, I, I, I don't want to feel guilty because I didn't pray enough this week. I don't feel like that uh, God doesn't love me because I didn't read the Bible enough this week. Or God didn't lo doesn't love me because I didn't witness enough this week. Or God doesn't love me because I, I don't, don't go to church enough this week. Well, I did go to church. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. You know, he loves you unconditionally. Your love, your, your child, not, you love your child not because of what he does or not doesn't do. Your love for your children is unconditional. Amen? Whether they, whether they you know, do good or not do good, you know. And I'm not talking about sin tonight, you know. But, you know, you love them, you know, when they spill their milk, you love them. You know, when, when they did something, you know, that displeased you, you still love them. You know, you love them unconditionally. And God loves you forever. You know, how extreme is God's love? 
He's even married to the backslider. You know? He's married to the backslider. He's going to do everything he can to convict them and speak to them and talk to them. He's going to put people in their path in order to bring them back to Christ, bring them back, to, amen, to salvation and knowing Jesus as their Savior. He's going to do everything he can to bring them back because his love is unconditional. Now, they can choose to reject. They can choose uh, not to listen to, to the promptings or, or the voice of God or you know, uh, other people that God is using to speak to them. They can refuse to listen, but God will do everything he can to pull them back. Amen. Because of his love. Now, if that's the case with somebody that's, un that's uh, backslidden, and he's married to them, and he, and he wants to do everything he can for them. How much does he unconditionally love us who are striving to live for him and walk for him and serve him? Wow. Praise God. God loves you forever. You are freely forgiven. Your sins are blotted out. He paid in full. Praise God. His love is unconditional. You know, I, can you imagine what the woman felt that was at the well, and she had been married five times. And they had gone back and forth about where to worship and who, all about worship and stuff. And Jesus was just using that in order to be able to talk to her and to have this discourse with him in order to present salvation to her. But anyways, you know, he, he said, yeah, well, you well said, you know, uh, the person that you're living with is not your husband and you married five times. Now, a lot of people in this life, Christians, throw people aside that has been married five times. Don't have time for you. Amen. But can you imagine, praise God, when she, when Jesus revealed to her that he was the Christ and she believed on him. And she was saved. She drank of the living water and she put faith in Jesus and went and told everybody else. And they all came to see, praise God, because this was some miracle. This lady, praise God, everybody knew her, you know, and what she had done and everything came running. But what love? How can you measure God's love? Unconditional love. Praise God. She, Jesus loved her unconditionally even though she had done that. I mean, what about the prodigal son? The father's love, praise God, shows us, praise God, his movement, how, how the father loved the son. He's, you know, uh, he was preparing a speech to give to his father so he could be a hired servant, and he, uh, a ways off, praise God, we see him moving towards him, praise God, with his love, and he, and he ran to him, praise God, I mean, ran to him, moving toward him, praise God, hugged him and kissed him, praise God, and he and said, he that was lost is now found. What love, praise God. I mean, he blew it all, amen, and everything. But yet, man, he loved him. He, and he, uh, they had a celebration and they had the, you know, put a robe on him, give him a ring, praise God, and, and brought him in, into full uh, restoration, praise God, and, and just loved him. 
Well, that's the kind of love that God has for us. And it's that kind of love, praise God, and knowing, praise God, how much God loves us unconditionally, that's the kind of love that gives us joy. There is joy in knowing that our God loves us unconditionally. Amen? And he loves us, praise God, amen, by his grace through the blood of Jesus. And it's not by works. It is the gift of God. Amen. Lest anybody should boast. Praise God. And so I'm glad there's times where I don't pray as much as I, everybody's had times that they don't pray as much as they should or they don't read their Bible as much as they should or, or they don't talk, you know, to the Lord and other people of more, you know. But the thing of it is, is that, and even sometimes their circumstances make it so you don't have the time that you want to have. That you don't have the time that you want to have. But does that change God's love for you? Does that change your relationship to him? He loves you unconditionally. Praise God. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't uh, try to be obedient. It doesn't mean that we don't try to do uh, right and, and do what God wants us to do. Praise God. But we're never. You see, there is grace. And I heard Jack Haven say this years ago. There, there is the grace, the saving grace, praise God, that delivers us from the condemnation. And the blood of Jesus Christ, amen, we can use the blood of Jesus Christ to silence, praise God, the enemy and everything. You know, when he tries to come against us and we remind him, amen, God loved us and we're saved by the blood of Jesus and we're forgiving and, and we're right with God and, and, and we can use the blood as a weapon. But also... He went on to say in the message that I'd heard that God's grace covers, now listen to this, God's grace covers what you are not. God's grace covers you for what you are not. Praise God. Because we could all do more. We could all be better. We could all, you know, strive more and everything. Praise God. And, and we could all be better. Praise God. But God's grace, amen, is expanded to that, to cover the area that, you know, of what we are not. God's grace covers that. And so that he loves us unconditionally. And we have that, praise God, knowledge and that freedom praise god and knowing that we're not condemned but we're in christ amen thank you jesus lord i thank you god for this message and i thank you god for the opportunity praise god although there's just a few of us here this evening but that doesn't matter praise god the ones that need that uh, needed to hear are here praise god and so i just praise you and i thank you god that Amen, that you did it all for me.
Amen. Calvary, and your work on the cross, God, you sent us your son, praise God, to take care of my sins and, and so that I can have forgiveness of sin, praise God, so that I can experience uh, your love in my life. And it's nothing, Lord, it's nothing like your love that you have demonstrated through Calvary and through the cross of Jesus, amen. And that love, praise God, I, I thank you, God, for that love that, um, amen, that uh, it's not what I can do, it's what you have done for me on the cross that I'm saved, amen, and I have a right relationship with you. The word says, I'm justified by faith. I'm just as I've never sinned, praise God. I'm right in your eyes, praise God, and I am not condemned, and I have that unconditional love that you love me, praise God, amen, hallelujah, because of not what I do, but what you have done for me and my faith in you and my faith in that precious blood. Thank you, God, that no matter where we're at, what we experience, your grace covers what we're not and that you love us unconditionally. So we give you the praise, we give you the glory, and we give you the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah.